Profile on Praise Junction. Listen. This is my story. Real people, real stories. Real God, real change. This is my story. This is Profile on the Praise Junction Show. Good afternoon. You're on Praise Junction at Top FM. Listen and leave. My name is Grace. It is a joy to be with you. And thank you for joining us both on Facebook Live and also on our frequencies 93.3 in Nairobi. And it's environs 93.9 Western Kenya, Rift Valley Regions, Nyanza 11.9 at the coast. Uh, you can stream us on live on www.topmediakenya.org. You can get us on 93.1 in Kisi, 92.0 in Nyeri and its environs. Meru should be 95.8 and thank you for your company. Right here, I'm still with Nashami uh, telling us her story and we just honor the Lord. Remember this hour will be sampling your comments. Get on Facebook and let us know uh, what your comment is or any question you have for Nashami and you'll also text us on 20933. We'll be getting to that in a short while. Karibu sana Nashami. Asante. My tongue is almost baptizing you as Nashani. I don't know okay. why. <laughs> but it is well. It is well. I'll, I'll, I'll try. Nasham me. Me, me. Grace. Mm-hmm. Me, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you, Grace. So, mm-hmm. I stopped at this point where you, you, you came to the city, this yes. great city of Nairobi, mm. uh, to stay with a relative. Mm-hmm. And there you find all things are being used. You tried everything. Yes. So, your body refused some and mm. it picked some. Mm. I want to ask you, at what point mm-hmm. did you get tired of that life and say, now I need Jesus? Actually, interesting is that I never got tired in this <sighs> sense. Um, I have always said this, you know, the way people say, Mimi Mungu aminitoa mbali. I think for me, I always say, Mimi Mungu aliningoa. I think, how could nitoa aliningoa? I wasn't. Actually, when I got born again, I wasn't planning to get born again. Why? I, w- I was just doing my life and doing my thing. And it happened on a day when a friend of mine just hijacked me and told me, I need you to take me somewhere for some fellowship. I told her, girl, I don't do this stuff called fellowship. Yeah. I remember when she got born again, a very good friend of mine called Eve. She got born again and I was so mad at her. Why? Why is she getting <laughs> born again? Yet she is my partner in crime. Why ah, would she change? Yeah. And I remember what I told her. I told her, you know what, girl, fine. You do this, your Jesus story, but just be my kind of girl. Don't change. And she agreed. Oh, dear. Mm. So she was born again, but still the way you girl like me, I was okay. Yeah. So this day she invites me for some fellowship. I told her, you know what, this is what we're going to do. I'll take you, but I'm not going into the fellowship. I'll go visit a friend near there. Once you're done, we go back. Well, we went and the place she was to go for fellowship, no one was there. And we chose to go back home. And that is when I bump into an old friend, my kind of girl, more uh, than even Eve. Yes. She was called Julia. And I'm excited. I'm like, Eve, you can even go. I've found my kind. And Julia invites us to her house. Yes. We get in there and there are some people there. But I'm seated in that house and I am not liking the atmosphere. Yeah. Because it's too calm. That's not Julia. <laughs> Something had shifted. I was like, I need some crazy loud music and yeah. this table is too blank. There's nothing. And then she brings me juice and I'm thinking, okay, something is amiss with Julia. Yeah. Julia doesn't serve me juice. No. I, she should have brought some whiskey. 
Well, we got to introduction, and that is when I realized that I was in a house with six people who were born again except me. <laughs> <laughs> including your first friend. Yes. What's her name again? Eve. Including Eve. Oh, she confidently <laughs> said, my name is Eve, and I am born again. And oh, I'm like... So I told them, my name is Nashami Wangara. Yes. I am not born again. And please don't tell me to receive Christ. Yeah, you're that bold. Disclaimer. Because it was by default. Yeah. You, you're around six Christians. That's what they will do. So I warned them. I don't. And we sat there. They talked. They interacted. But my eyes were fixed on Julia. I was like, people change. Julia is changed for true. It's not fake. They talked. I was there. When they got to pray. They asked me, are you okay if we pray? I said, no, no, by all means, it's okay. But I interjected them in the middle of their prayer. Uh, yeah. I told them, just hold it there. Mm. I want your Jesus. Just that wow. way. Wow. What gave you that pull <laughs> to say, stop, I want your Jesus? What gave you that pull? Julia. And I tell her to date, you are the reason I got born again. Because I saw change. It was evident. She was so peaceful. Yeah. She was so content. Everything just looked okay for her. I was not peaceful. I was chaotic within me. I was going through so much. I said, can I have that? Wow. So I just told them, I want you, Jesus. And that's how I got born again. Then you proceeded with the prayers and they led you to yeah, the Yeah, and they prayed with me. And, and I, oh my good Lord. It is true when they say, when people say, when you receive Christ, there's just that peace that comes within. Yes. I felt that peace. I felt that joy. I felt everything great after making that prayer. Wow. I left that place over the moon, meeting yes. everybody and shouting on the streets. Hi, Grace. I am born again. You I, literally I, had to do I that. I couldn't keep quiet. Yeah. I was like the Samaritan woman, I guess. Oh. Life has changed. I got born again. The interesting bit, Grace, yes. I know when I got born again, I still remember because it was a Thursday. Yes. Reason why, it's because that Friday, me and my friends were supposed to go out for a drinking spree. And we had put our monies together. We were girls that used to take ourselves out. So we had put our monies together. I was the treasurer. Mm. So I had people's money for tomorrow. And then I get born again today evening. How <laughs> oh, no. How? <laughs> yeah. I took that money that same day. Went to one of the ladies. I told her, you know what? This is the money we collected, including mine, Shikeni. I'm not going for that drinking spree. She's like, why? Because Jesus has happened. Wow. I don't want that spree again. No. She yes. was like, Acha Ufala. end, I said, uh-uh. I can't wait to go to church. That's all I want. CND. And that's how I didn't go for that drinking spree. Okay. Went to church, stood up. I went to a new church so yes. that they say first timers. Yes. Come and say hi so that I tell them I'm born again. Yes. I wanted to tell the whole world yes. Jesus is Lord. Amen. That was on, my, on Sunday. Yes. But the following week on Tuesday, I was out drinking. What happened? <laughs> what happened, Nishani? What happened? I remember that day when I was going out, I said, Lord, I love you and thank you. These few days have been amazing and I want to do this. But I love alcohol and you'll need to bear with me on that. And I went oh. out. And I remember in the, in the, in the bar I was telling guys, by the way, I say, I got born again. I'm here, but I'm saved. And Jesus is Lord. Oh. And I take my alcohol. Yeah. And now the struggle with alcoholism in Christ began. I'm born again. I, all I knew was church. Yes. Julia gets hold of me mm. and tells me there's a fellowship we always have. I want you to start coming. And I went to that fellowship. I got an amazing mentor. She's called yes. Celestine. Yeah. She's still my mama to date. I love her so much. And Celestine took me in. 
And she started teaching me, you know, the foundations about yes. Christianity. Mm. Then I just said, you know what, Mama, if you want to teach me, I will tell you who I am. Yeah. I will not hide anything from you. So I told her, me, I come here, we go even for, with you for prayer and fasting. You're teaching me about fasting. And when we break the fast, that, the reason I don't come to your house to break the fast with a cup of tea is because I ran to the pub to break my fast with a bottle oh. of alcohol. What was her response to you? I remember she, she uh, you, uh, uh, how she reacted with it. Then I was like, really? But now it makes sense. Mm. I remember every time she used to tell me, whenever you need to go and drink, tell me. Yeah. I said, sour. So I'll just tell her, mom, nenda kukunywa. And she tell me, give me your hand. And she'll mm. make a prayer. Oh. Lord, as she goes out to take another bottle, thank you because you are at work. Yeah. And then she tell me, go. Stupid me will get into the pub and tell guys, you know what? Pastor has blessed me. Let's oh. do this. <laughs> I, yeah. And so there I was. Yeah. Alcoholism is a struggle. Yes. And trust you me, it took me my first two years in the faith, yes. struggling with alcoholism. Mm. In and out. I would stop, I would get back. I would stop, I would get back. Then where, at what point did God deliver you from alcoholism? I remember we were talking with Mom Celestine and even another lady. Yeah. And then I just, I think that I came to the realization. I was like, because at some point I started feeling, you know, the more you encounter the Holy Spirit. Yes. There's that transformation he starts within. Forget about even what people are telling you. Mm-mm. He himself. Yes. So I started feeling this is wrong. Yeah, the conviction Mm-mm. within The you. conviction was so loud. This is wrong. So I was like, so how do we stop, Lord? Mrs. Yamukaskumoje and I'm not taking alcohol. And I remember one of the things the Lord told me, well, you will not wake up and stop and you will not stop this lifestyle unless you change your friends. Ah, uh, where was Eve at that point? Where was <laughs> Julia? Julia and Eve, where were you? Julia, Julia was there. They were born again. <laughs> we were in the same fellowship. Yeah. But I still kept my, my ladies that we used to go out and drink with. Oh, yeah, I yeah. still kept them. You didn't leave no. them. So there are times I would say I'm not going to the bar. They would go drink and buy some and bring me to the house. So I'll still drink. Okay. Just that it's not the bar. So when the Lord told me that I had to start doing it the hard way, I said, Lord, help me here. I will try. But one thing I remember I said, it is not easy to wake up and drop off these people. The best thing I will do, let me spend more time with the fellowship people. Yeah. If I go for all those prayer meetings and all those engagements, it will take more of my time. Yeah. And trust you me, that is the transition God used to help oh, me out. Because at God. some point I was not found. Those girls will come home, mini menders, dream missions, street yes. menda wapi to menda wapi. Yes. And I got tired of following up. And that's how the Lord just dealt with it. And one day, I remember after that break, one day I just got up and said, Hey man, man, I have missed alcohol. Oh. And I went and bought one yes. and came to the house. I took the first sip. Grace, I I vomited like I felt I'm vomiting my entire system. Yeah. So bad. So bad. And that was the last time I ever tested alcohol and it was in the year 2006. Wow. And the Lord literally delivered you from it. Literally delivered me from it. Kabisa, kabisa. And I bless him for that. Amen. So you get saved. God delivers you from alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Another struggle comes in. Masturbation. Yes. What happened? This is how it came in. Remember in my past life, I used to be here and there with this man, with this man. Yes. And then I get born again. I have to stop that. Yes. Fornication yes. is sin. So yes. I have to stop. And I'm like, Lord, I remember I made a desperate prayer. I said, God, if this man come, I will give in. Please keep them away. Yeah. I, I, I'm desperately wanting to live right. So you help me by keeping them away. 
one by one, they started dropping off. I remember that was the period I lost my very first phone, my Siemens phone. Oh. <laughs> I lost it. With all the numbers Can in. you imagine? I was phoneless. <laughs> so I can't call no one. I yes. can't plan no date. No. And the Lord just kept them off. He honored that. Yeah. And I always say, there are those moments you make those desperate prayers. Imagine he answers, I yes. am a witness. So he answered, he kept them off. At some point, I was like, bingo. Now I am free. There is no man around me. I will yes. not fall into fornication. I am free. Little did I know that the problem was not those men. The problem was me. Mm. I had the problem. They didn't have a problem. And so because I am sexually hyped and there's no man around me, that is when I slipped into masturbation. Oh. Because I want to take care of this, but there's no one to take care of it. And yes. if someone takes care of it, I assumed uh, intimacy with a man is fornication, but me taking care of me is okay. That's how I thought. Oh. And I got into masturbation and the struggle began. It took me, I think, around four, five years of silence, not telling, telling anyone because it is something you don't just open up. Even Mom Celeste, no mental. I kept it from her. I never told it. I was so ashamed. Uh, I felt so bad and so ashamed. Mm. It was so hard grace being in church. Yeah. You're in church seated and there is a pastor, a male pastor preaching. It used to be a problem to me. Oh. Because I'm seated there and my system is behaving funny. I'll get out, go to the washroom, take care of myself and come back into the service. I'm in class. I was in college at that point. I'm in class and the lecturer is trying to teach. I can't concentrate on what he's saying. Yeah. I'm just looking at him and my mind is going berserk. Go to the washroom, take care of myself, come back. At that point, I am in the, in the Christian Union in college. I am a leader. You are serving. I am serving. I'm struggling. That's why I said they should not even know that this leader uh, is going through this. So just mm. shut up, Nashami, and struggle alone. When you are praying, you know, in that situation, Nashambi, what were you telling God? What was the deepest cry of your heart when you'd go at a place of prayer to tell God about this struggle of masturbation you're having? I remember I used to tell him, Lord, I hate me. I hated me. <laughs> I hated what I was doing to myself. And I used to tell God, I pray one day I wake up, this is God. It's just the most disgusting, embarrassing, bad, bad thing I've ever done. That's how I used to feel. I was like, Lord, is there a way? And one day, I remember I was, in, I was a student at Utali. So one day during the holidays, I packed my bags and go to Cataloni. Yeah. I said, God, I am not leaving this prayer center until I am masturbation free. Yeah. <laughs> you made a personal <laughs> decision. Grace, the first day I got to the prayer center, you know, the way like before you prayed, he heard and he answered. The first day I was there, the Lord talked to me a few hours in getting to Cataloni. Yeah. Just go home. You need to go and open up. You cannot get oh. out of this alone. Yeah. <laughs> so God speaks. He speaks. Oh, it was so clear. Yeah. So I went home and now I started praying. Who to talk to? Yeah. Took time. But finally God gave me someone. It wasn't Mam Celeste. It was mm -mm. someone different. Yes. And I remember I went and I said, interestingly, it was a gentleman. I went and I told him, I need help. I have struggled alone, quietly. I am tired. I want out of this. Yeah. And this is my struggle. Masturbation is killing me and I don't like it. At some point, I even reached a point and said, with all that I am doing, am I even still born again? Oh. So I was like, you know what? I am tired. Yeah. And I remember his words. He told me, Nashami, I have never worked with anyone struggling with such, but I'm going to be there. The Lord will help me, yes. but I'm going to work with you until you're free. And the journey began. It didn't take a day. 
mm-hmm. or a month. Mm-mm. It took some months. But I remember the, the way he used to help me out. He told me, number one, I need us to establish when you indulge in masturbation, do you have set times? I said, yeah, early morning when I'm taking my shower and when I'm going to bed. He said, good. Now, this is what we are going to do. Because I know you love reading. You see that book you're reading right now? Don't read it through the day. When you get to bed, take your book and start reading. Yeah. Let's start developing something positive yes. to take your time mm. than this. Yes. Grace, there are times I would fall asleep and I have not indulged in masturbation. I would wake up thanking God like, yeah. Lord, we didn't do it. That's a win. <gasps> a day and two and three. Sometimes I would sleep back. Yeah. But he, he gave me a platform where I would easily call back and tell him, Nime Rudy. Yeah. But I'm back again. Accountability. Yes. And he'll tell me, you know what? You made three steps forward and made one back. Yes. I am celebrating the three forward. Mm. Let's keep going. Yes. Around six or nine months or so, I was free. Amen. I woke up one day and looked back. I said, it's been a week. Two a month, my good God, we are not doing this anymore. We are free. Amen. And that was the year 20, 2010. It's a decade. Imagine. Hallelujah. It's Amen. a decade. Yeah. And the Lord just helped me and I was free completely. Yes. I have never, ever gone back to masturbation. Amen. To the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Indeed, we serve. Uh, a great and mighty God mm-hmm. who delivers, who restores mm-hmm. and gives a, a new life. Mm-hmm. So how did your life change? Mm-hmm. God has delivered you from alcoholism mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. and masturbation mm-hmm. where the enemy was thinking mm-hmm. God has delivered you. Mm-hmm. What difference did that deliverance make in your life and birth something new out of it? At that point, um, I remember I felt, number one, I felt so free. I was like, and now I can serve God without that guilt, conscience, yeah. that condemnation. Yes. Because those days, the condemnation was too loud. I tried to do something. The enemy tells me, you, you are so filthy. Stop telling us you're born again. Stop telling us one as if you But now that condemnation wasn't there. I felt so free. And I remember I got involved in ministry. I was enjoying every day of serving God. It was beautiful grace. Yeah. Every moment counted. You know, I remember that time. I, I, I remember I, used, I, I love writing so much. Yes. I would write. God would just drop things to me. Sometimes people tell me I have many songs, which I will sing one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would write stuff down. Just what, just expressing my gratitude to God. Yeah. Until one day, things changed for the worse. Tell me what happened. With all this joy, with all this appreciation and just being thankful and, and all that, one day I sleep into fornication. What triggered that, <laughs> Nashami? What, what triggered that? It was so, it wasn't planned. Oh, okay, it wasn't planned. Yes, yeah. true. Because I bumped into an old friend. We meet up, we have lunch, we talk and talk and talk. And then he d- decides to drop me home and on our way, we pass by his place so that I just know where he stays because we hadn't mm. seen each other for long. Yeah. And then passing by there, I get in and that's how I never left that house. And bingo. And that guy, I remember very well, he knew I was born again. He knew my stand with God. And even by welcoming me in his house, I remember very well. He told me, you will use that bedroom because we agreed I'm spending there. You use that bedroom, me, I'll use this. Mm. Mimi Nashami Wangara, with my two feet, I left that bedroom and followed him in his bedroom. Mimi. And bingo, I fell. That night, I couldn't sleep. I cried the whole night. Yeah. I was so 
mad at Nashami. I was mad. Because the Lord cannot have helped you in all that, girl. Mm. And this is how you repay him. Mm. I was so mad at myself. And I remember leaving that house the next morning. The next few days, I was processing so much. And condemnation was the loudest voice yeah. I could hear. Yeah. And during that season, a period of almost two weeks, I even attempted suicide twice. What was going through your head to cause you to think, now I should just... Let go of my life. I felt of all the children that God has, I don't qualify to be one. And I remember telling him, because those are the times at some point, as much as condemnation is loud, the Holy Spirit will drop a scripture and I will disqualify that scripture. Because like his mercies endure forever. I don't deserve that. He's a forgiving father. I have, I'm I'm too much. I mean, I've exhausted forgiveness. I've exhausted mercy. I don't deserve a chance. And I remember telling God, watch any kutoke. Deal with your other children. This one is a disgrace. Mm. That's how I felt. I tried. My, the first attempt backfired because I really did it. Yeah. I took a concussion overdose of drugs. Oh. And, sl- I, I, and I, I chose to take them and I was going to sleep so that I die in my sleep or whatever. Mm. Unfortunately for me, I woke up in the morning. Yeah. The sun was shining <laughs> and I was so disappointed at death. Yeah. My second attempt still backfired. I felt, forget about overdose. Let's just take some rat and rat and drink and get out of God's way. It didn't happen because just before I took it, somebody came, somebody knocked and came into the house. Yeah. My plan was thwarted a second time. And during that season, that period, when all, actually that day when that friend had come, I remember in the afternoon or rather in the evening, I was listening actually to Hope FM. Yeah. I can't remember who was on air, but I, I still remember to date what he said. It was a gentleman. Yeah. I remember what he said. He said, sometimes our, our, the things we go through might just make us feel we don't deserve another chance. But God is not God of oh, it's a second chance. God is not just a God of only a second chance. Mm. He is a God of numerous chances. Yeah. That just got me. Yeah. And I said, Lord, you will help me. So I started dealing with accepting that there is a room for forgiveness and mercy. And I I repented. I prayed my way back to God. But the problem was, Grace, when I slipped into masturbation, I had lit a fire that had been quenched. Yes. And for a period of almost one year, I was back into fornication. And I was fully involved in ministry. I was everywhere serving. I was everywhere ministering. I was already working with young people. You go to a school, a girl tells you, Nashami, pray with me. I'm struggling with fornication. And you're thinking, Lord, who needs help here? I need that help, but I can't tell her that. So I would include myself in that prayer Mm. because I needed help. I tried to keep off ministry, but I can't tell people why I am keeping off ministry. Mm. Because it was Chini Amaji. People didn't know what I was doing. Yes. The affairs I started having, it was so hidden. No one knew. I'm with a friend. People think we are friends. There's an arrangement. Oh. So it was hidden yet on the outside. I am on fire for God. Yes. At some point, I was serving in the worship team in some church. And I remember that particular Sunday, I was leading praise and worship. And it was such a prophetic one. And the Lord ministered into lives. Yet from, ch- from church, I went to some guy's house and bingo. That oh. was me for almost one year. And I couldn't tell anyone. Even your mentor, even these close friends of yours, Joe and Eve. I was, I, I was too ashamed. Yeah. I didn't want them to know. I didn't want them to know. So I silently went through it alone. So well, where did the turnaround come? And God just saying, child, here's another chance. 
and I'm holding your hand this time round so tight. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day, one of the guys that I had a fling with, now when I had fallen back into fornication, yeah. well, at some point, I got information that he had been sick and I went to check on him because I was a friend. Yeah. And going to check on him, I didn't need uh, someone else to tell me that this guy was uh, HIV positive. Oh. And he, he went through it and he died. And I went for his burial to oh. confirm that really he's dead. He's dead. And while at the burial, people were talking in law notes. But this guy, he knew he was sick. And the way he has been all over with ladies, oh. I said, Jehovah. <sighs> I took me out there. It took me time before I got tested. Yeah. It took me time. I was <laughs> going through your oh. mind at that point. I said, well, number one, we have it. It's not even mm, questionable. Mm. We'll just go to confirm so that we start taking medication. Yes. But we have it. Mm. And don't blame anyone, Nashami. Blame yourself. But again, I was telling myself, you know what? I don't care. Because I, I, I care what I am now. I care what Christ has done now. So mm. if I am positive, it is okay. Why? Because my life is hidden in Christ. That counts. Yeah. And even when I went to get tested, I remember the counselor didn't cancel me. I was evangelizing to her. <laughs> Within your heart, you're saying, God, remember me, Lord. <laughs> and I remember I led that, that lady to Christ before I saw my results. Wow. The evangelist in me couldn't be shut down, <clears throat> even in adversity. Wow. <clears throat> and I looked at my results, and I saw a negative result. Oh. I told her, girl, do this again. Mm. And I remember she asked me, when were mm. you last sexually active? Mm. I told her it's been years. Yeah. It's not a, a month the way you guys think. It's been years. She told me then if it's negative, it's a negative. I left that place, went to another place the next day, and another place the third day, and the result was negative. And I said, Jehovah God, why have you spared me? Mm. Well, I took myself there. I messed me. You have taken care of me. You have rescued me. You have taken me back and back and back. Why did you spare me again? Yeah. And the Lord told me, because I love you so much and because the plan that I have for you and the lives I need you to touch, you are going nowhere. I will preserve you because of the generations I need you to oh, affect. Amen. That was my defining moment. Amen. Oh, you're on Praise Junction at Hope FM. Listen and live. My name is Grace Mutiso, and I'm hosting Nashami Wangara, telling us a story of God's deliverance, faithfulness, all this far. And we bless the Lord. Indeed, God keeps and preserves us. If you think uh, that you can preserve your life, that you can change your life, you're here to tell you mm -mm, it's not about you, it's not about, about me, it's not about, you know, Nashami. It's about God who gives us the ability to live and to do everything and also takes us out of struggles that yeah. we have yeah. amen. amen okay Nashami, because we, we are almost you know done mm -hmm. with the program mm -hmm. out of the the different seasons and the different struggles that mm -hmm. you had mm -hmm. god birthed a beautiful ministry mm -hmm. in you that currently you're doing tell yes. me about it well um I, I god taught me something yes that uh every experience we go through in life the ugly, especially the bad, the disappointment, the hurt, the struggles and everything. If we give ourselves to him, he will use that to his glory. Yeah. And it can even birth 
a ministry. And that is what he did for me. Mm-hmm. Because having gone through all that, he birthed a ministry. It's called Assigned Ministries. Mm-hmm. And Assigned Ministries is basically just reaching out to people, making them understand that I have been there. God has taken me out and I want to walk with you. Yeah. And, and the, 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 the journey has begun in many aspects, especially in schools. My goodness. Mm-hmm. I always say every high schooler is my baby. Yes. I think because of Zanel. <laughs> Zanel would be, she would be 16 years old right now, by the oh, way. Yeah. So I think I just love high schoolers. And every time I am out with them, because I talk to them, our young people go through so much. Yeah. They are struggling with so much. And sometimes they don't have that audience just to open up. Mm. But when they hear a story, they connect and say, you know what? I think I can get help. Yes. And that is how Assigned was born. And, and I've been doing that in schools, in churches, in institutions, different forums. We have a group of ladies that we walk together, young men from all corners. Mm. And the Lord is helping a million people every day. The testimonies I get grace sometimes overwhelm me. And even during that season is when God led me last year to put this entire story in a book. Mm. The book, My Story for His Glory, was actually launched last year. And I remember doing this and my family, I was scared on how they will receive it because uh, (laughs) there are things they didn't know. Did they come during the lounge? Yeah, dad was there, mom was there, Ah, my siblings were there. And even old friends that I grew up with. It was a beautiful time. And everyone, my family and friends together, especially them that knew me, Kitambo. Because, you know, some people have known me in Christ. There are people who knew me before. before. And they look and they said... Indeed, God has changed you. And it's so amazing when somebody can testify that, that indeed this can only be God. Yes. And so the ministry was born. That book is out and people are reading it. Sometimes a friend shared with me a testimony the other day. He met a young girl who was struggling out of masturbation mm-hmm. and alcoholism. And she was like, please help me. Ali I know how to help you take this book. That girl read the book and she got in touch with me and she told me, thank you. I have found help Mm. by reading your story. Now that gives me satisfaction. That completes me. Mm. I found my purpose, working with people, helping people and lives are being changed. And even just there's something God is birthing that I'm supposed to begin this year. Just in line with that, it's an initiative we are calling Nishike Mkono Initiative. Literally, when I hold your hand, I'm not going to let go until you're out of it. Yeah. I just, I'm trusting God to build that network, not just with addictions, Mm-mm. anything that you have been through and you have conquered, you didn't conquer for you. No. You conquered for the other person. Yes. And that is, that is Nashami. And that is me. And my day to day mantra, mantra, sorry, has always been my generation my mandate. Yeah. I am on an assignment for this generation. Until he comes or he calls me home, I'm not stopping. Amen. Amen. My generation, my, my mandate. mandate. Through it all, Through this it is all. why God preserved your life. Through it all. To Amen. ensure this generation you're in is preserved. Is preserved. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. For those who'd love to get in touch with Nashami, mm-hmm. how can they do that? Well, my social media handles are Facebook, Nashami Wangara. And that's the same that I use on uh, Instagram. Um, my Twitter handle is so dormant. <laughs> <laughs> An email address, maybe. An email address, wangarafgmail.com. at gmail.com. And then there's a contact number you can find us too. That is 0790 
0790 Call, text, WhatsApp, we'll get in touch. Okay. Yeah. Before we get to sample a few questions on what people are saying, mm-hmm. I'd love you to 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 speak to a parent yes. who has a child mm. with a struggle, mm. you know. Mm. Maybe it's not alcoholism or mm. masturbation. Mm. It could be struggle with schoolwork and the yeah. parent just feels this one. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do with this child. Mm-hmm. How, uh, you know, just speak a word to them. Also mm. speak to this person who is listening to us mm-hmm. this day and has one struggle or the other and they are feeling, I, I just want to end my life mm-hmm. because this struggle doesn't seem to end. And finally, I'd love you to speak to the church. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. young people coming in, or even old people, and they're mm-hmm. having struggle. How can they support mm. before we conclude? Well, to a parent, because I, since I work with young people a lot, I would say this. Um, one thing that it's very key for any parent is to create a bond with your child. Let it not be that you're just a parent. You're taking care of everything they need. Create a bond. Let there be a friendship. It makes it easier for them, number one, to open up. And they will not see you as somebody who wants to beat them up. They will see you as someone who wants to help them out. So that bond is very key. And sometimes I think as parents, you you think that, ah, I don't want the world to know about my issues. Well, you don't want to. You don't have to parade it. If you can find someone that can work with your child, why not? That one person can help. Yes. And to that person who thinks that their life is norm, doesn't add up and everything is just falling apart, well, you have listened. And I know that there is a God, number one, who changes people. And there is a grace that redeems. Yes. And no one, no one is a mess beyond repair. Mm. No one. The Lord, the grace of God will always come to you at your point of falling or at your point of weakness and pick you up and place you where you're supposed to be. So yeah. there is grace to restore you. There is no one. And the church, we are the church. I beg in the name of God. Let us not be so quick to judge. Let us not be so quick to broadcast people's things because sometimes that's why people go through things alone. Yeah. I speak to someone and it's out. I speak to someone and it becomes a sermon for Sunday. Yeah. I speak to someone and, you know, I'll pray with you, Kume, they're going to just to, to talk and talk. Please, let us understand that we are one and if someone opens up to you, it's because they have trusted you. Yeah. Please don't expose them. If you can't help them, recommend them to someone, but at least you can pray for them. Yeah. Let's, let's embrace each other through all the weaknesses and the, and the cracks. You can help me out. Pray me up. That is our role as a church. We are a family. Yes. Yeah. Pray me up. Mm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because we have a minute mm-hmm. to wrap up, Nashami, yes. I'd love you to take this minute just to pray with us mm-hmm. for the many people struggling with addiction and many having their loved ones struggling with addiction mm-hmm. and they just need God to come through for us. We have a minute to do that, please. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful for every opportunity you allow us to hear about your goodness and your grace and your mercy. And this day, Lord, we want to thank you for the many that have tuned in. They have listened and they can attest that there is a God who changes. Lord, I want to pray for this one who has been caught up in a struggle and they have found, tried everything. It's not working. We want to thank you because for such a purpose was Christ Jesus manifest that he will destroy the works of the enemy. And right now we want to speak freedom that every chain that has been holding them is broken in Jesus name. We speak 
speak liberty to that struggle, that one struggling in addictions in Jesus' name. Right now, Lord, let there be freedom, freedom to enjoy because there are people who even can't enjoy their walk with you. But right now we speak freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare today that every cycle in and out of addictions, it is stopped right now. And today, Lord, let there be change in families, in lives, in individuals, in our children, our siblings. Lord, we pray that the church will find healing and freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, that let this be a new dawn for somebody. Let someone testify that indeed the Lord set me free. And because your grace is sufficient, we are confident that change is happening in lives today. All to the glory of your name. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Nashami, and God bless you. Amen. It's been a joy. And may the Lord bless the ministry he's given you. Amen. And may you impact this world for his glory. To the glory of his name. Amen. amen. That's all we had for you on Profile, where we have real people with real stories talking about a real God who's brought a change in their life. It's been a joy to host you today. Thank you for watching on Facebook. Thank you for listening. Thank you for texting in. May the Lord bless you and watch over you. It's already one o'clock. We need to catch up with the news at one for you asking about Nashami's number 0709-040676. Shalom. God bless. Bye-bye. This is Profile. Real people, real stories, real God, real change.